1: hello everyone and welcome to the hp podcast your weekly video game show about podcast that's right this is a video game about podcasts. with me here today is the most glorious ginger brandon duncan what's going on man
0: not much how you doing doing good i made some general so's for dinner tonight Ooh, out, out the bag nothing homemade here is this is this all the general so absolutely nice nothing is better quickly than just throwing chicken nuggets into a sauce um and eating them as quick as humanly possible do you ever try saying it like um do you ever try saying sauce just see if it tastes better the the, the general the general to sauce <summarize> like that no no Naw- that wasn't exactly I what i meant well it was close. pretty good i'm doing well um i ate so fast when i'm on the, on the way here i thought i might vomit mm. um but did you work today i made it yeah yeah i, I okay. did work today unfortunately Um, but yeah, I'm doing pretty well. Good. Um, the energy hasn't been sucked out of my body at this point in the day. And sometimes it's like that. So I'm actually pleased to not feel that way. Nice. I'm glad to be here potting with the boys on such a beautiful, uh, video game filled day. Potting or potting. Yes. Okay.
1: Also with me is, uh, Dave Wavy Davey Landon. That's his, uh, legal Christian name that he was given at birth. The Canadian name uh yeah it's a very canadian name how you doing wavy davy
2: i'm good thanks how are we, do you want to give my address oh we well, are at it or or what are you thinking
1: uh i actually don't know if i have your current address i have your previous address though
0: we could always just link it in the discord yeah that's fine uh <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, that's, yeah, but I'm I'm good. It's it's good to talk to you guys. It's uh, and hey, a little shout out here. I just want to say something. It's it's you know I'm talking to you two, but you know our, our Discord has been so active lately, and it's been so nice. So not only do I feel like I'm talking to you two, but also kind of feel like I'm talking to the whole Discord too. So thank you to everybody for being active and, and chatting and engaging in the ridiculousness that is our our stupid Discord.
1: Yeah, it's nice to actually have feedback in there because. This is what we're going on, like almost 200 episodes of the show. And um, we've always had at least decent numbers. Never. I mean, we're not like, you know, 10,000 or anything, but, you know, we've always had like at least decent numbers, but very little engagement back to us. So it's like we can see that people are listening, but we don't ever know anything that they think about it. And uh, in this case, we uh, now we're starting to actually get some feedback on things we say. So that's nice. That's nice to see. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, we have failed something, at What's something that? before the show. What we should have done is prepare for, um, the, the reveal of the moment you ate the candy last week, <laughs> dude, I have it in my notes. Well, I know you have the time. Okay. So I need you to talk about what was going through your head as we set up that bet, and I will actually look to see, because some people actually commented on the Patreon because maybe they're not a part of the Discord. Gotcha. And then some people commented in the Discord, which I will have to actually go through and find.
0: Well, I had eaten dinner at my uh, at my in-law's house that night, and mm-hmm. there was candy sitting on the table. And I thought to myself, what better way to celebrate after a good meal than a, a nice <laughs> little candy or two? Um, I put them in my pocket and forgot about them until I sat down in my podcast chair. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of how we came upon that beautiful moment. Um, such a nice surprise, isn't it? Yeah. It melted yeah. or anything. It was just, it was just there. No, perfect condition. No, I, I would have expected it to be melted, but, um, my, you know, my cool trousers apparently kept them just fine. Um, but. Now when you say your cool, tra- like you mean temperature
1: wise? I, that's subjective. Or you mean like attractiveness?
0: Yes. The attractiveness is subjective, but the cool, I guess, is not. Okay. Um, Are you like dying? Are you dead? Not that I know of. I haven't been to the doctor in a couple of years, but (laughs) um, I'm not like wheezing or I don't have a fever all the time. I don't think I have cancer, but you know, sometimes you think that. Yeah. There's one wrong pain in your gut and you think, wow, this is it. All right. This is actually it. Yeah. Well, thank you for stalling for me. I think I
1: found the numbers. Uh, we've got Edwin Castillo says 12 minutes and 12 seconds.
2: So for once we can say Edwin is wrong on the show. Wow.
1: Feels well, good. we said closest to, I, I haven't read all the guesses yet. So I think, I think you're probably right,
2: Dave, but we don't well, know. Actually if he's wrong and we can say that. So
1: yes. Okay. Yeah. So there's actually only three guesses because Jared sent his to Patreon and the same one to discord. Um, but he said six minutes and 37 seconds. And Chris says 19 minutes and 37 seconds.
0: So now, not- first of all,
1: yeah, there are many hundreds more people who are subscribed and listened to. Well, I don't know if they listen to it, but download wise, there are many hundreds more people who actually listen to the show or, sure. or have it downloaded. And only
0: three of them actually gave a guess. The chocolate love is minimal. Either that or it, it was the handsome phantom swag. They're like, no, nah, I want to listen, but I don't want to rep the brand. Mm, okay that's the only thing i could think of that's possible um but the closest person was the last one 19 minutes 37 absolutely well, what are the actual times because there were two pieces of candy sure sure so i did do a little bit of sound tricking a little bit you know i yeah i ruffled i don't know if anyone noticed in the audio yeah um but uh so the one with nuts was at 20 52 uh and the one with nougat was at twenty eight thirty nine, um so Pretty close. So Chris said 1937, and you said
1: 20 what? 52. I mean, he was only like 70 seconds off. That's only
0: like 70 guesses away. Pretty much, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That, you know, in the grand scheme, props absolute props yeah um thank you for indulging in our ridiculous game so chris if uh if we ever happen
1: to run into you in person and i don't mean like we're not going to get together like that's not a thing but if we ever like see you in public and you're like hey i'm chris i'm the guy then we will give you um one empty candy wrapper sure for your guests sure
2: i'm wondering I, i need to know if if chris like if that was just a blind guess or if he actually heard something Maybe he like didn't go back to see the exact time, but maybe maybe that was an educated guess. I I would love to know. I would love to know.
0: I'm going to be honest because like the sound trick of me unwrapping it was one thing, but both of the things I don't know if you noticed the nuts and the nougat they both have a crunch. So I was chewing very quietly during those times. Um, So I don't know if there was any there was any sort of strat, Mm -hmm. Um, but very
2: close, very close indeed. Interesting too because last week's episode, if I recall, was about. An hour and ten minutes long, yeah, and everybody seemed to guess within like ten minutes of the actual time. So that's well, I think that's good.
1: because they just know about
0: Brandon's self control. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not, you know, uh, so I, 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 I don't even know what I'm saying. I've never been described as as one who has much self control. Yeah, and that's okay. Yeah, I know know thyself. Well, here's the other thing:
1: is that people, if they follow the honor system had to actually guess before you, like, much before, long time before. True. If they followed the honor system. True. So if he, at the beginning of the show, said 19 minutes, whatever,
0: and that was dead on, that's that's actually giving you a lot of credit. True. True. I actually thought about just completely fucking with the numbers altogether and, like, eating them the second the show the show started both at once so it's like a three second timestamp. but yeah. maybe next time maybe next time maybe next time maybe this is a fun little game sure <laughs> depends
1: on when i find chocolates in my oh, pocket so why do you listen to that podcast well this one guy eats chocolate that he finds <laughs> in his pocket that's left over from dinner or whatever at his parents house yeah uh so speaking of the patreon as some people wrote in there uh we do have a patreon you can support us there for as little as a dollar a month over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom. And if you're not part of the discord, we do have some fun in there. Uh, it is handsome slash discord. And matter of fact, if you can't remember any of that, just leave a comment and we'll tell you. Yeah. You know, why yeah. not join the discord? It's a lot of fun. Yeah. And it's free. Seriously. It's totally
0: free. Yeah. It's good to talk. It's to free, everyone. except it will take your soul. Uh, that's in the terms and services. And so I don't feel like we really have to mention that. Well, we don't have to. I feel like
1: it doesn't have to. You're right. (laughs) All right. I think it's probably time to talk about some video games stuff, related stuff. Um, The first thing we'll talk about, let's talk about the newest thing first, which is no, let's talk about the oldest thing first. Actually, this broke last Thursday, I think last Wednesday night, maybe right after we recorded uh, the day before that. And basically, Embracer has made a bunch more acquisitions. This comes from VideoGamesChronicle.com. Embracer Group has announced another round of acquisitions, including rights to the Hobbit and the Lord of the Rings in a series of press releases made this morning. This was again last week. The Swedish company announced that it agreed to acquire a number of companies, including Middle Earth Enterprises. The company also announced plans to acquire a number of video game companies, included limited run games, Singtrix, Tuxedo Labs and Tripwire Interactive. It's also launching its 11th operating group, which will be named Embracer Free Mode and will focus on the retro, classic and heritage gaming category, as well as investing in iconic gaming and entertainment properties. So, boys, we got a lot of things. They got Middle Earth Enterprises, Limited Run Games, Tuxedo Labs, Tripwire Interactive, Singtrix, Tatsujin, Bitwave Games and Gaiotech. And then they also said they, they acquired another company that they're not able to disclose yet and i assume that's because i don't know if maybe there's a game coming out soon that they don't want to talk about or maybe it's a company they acquired that is in like kind of the kind of a perilous situation and they don't want to tarnish their name yet until they have something new to show there could be a million reasons but either way there's another company that they've acquired that they haven't announced yet so dave what do you think about this another this this extra Embracer going extra here?
2: Um, I mean, they, they started the week out pretty well, and then Saints Row released, so <laughs> things have been better for them. But I thought, you know, them sort of acquiring the entire, like all the video game rights to the Lord of the Rings universe was definitely interesting because, I mean, we've seen, you know, these large publishing houses and developers get gobbled up, but we haven't really seen too many um, movie IP rights get gobbled up like this. So, um, I think, you know, looking at the Lord of the Rings specifically, this is one, uh, IP that has been sort of underdeveloped for in the video game scene. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of hoping this turns things around. The more I've seen of the Gollum game, the less I think it's going to be anything impactful. So this at least gives me a little bit of hope for the future that we see some more cool stuff like, you know the Shadow of War and Shadow of Mordor stuff because there's there's a lot that can be done with that 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 franchise that I just don't think have been done yet. So hopefully right. this this gets them you know the the video game development resources that they need. But yeah, definitely an interesting week for Embracer Group. Uh, big time, big time for sure.
0: Yeah, no, I agree with Dave. I think that Lord of the Rings is the biggest takeaway from all of this. Um, I think that I want to touch on something we talked about last week, and I'm hoping that this. I'm hoping that we get some reimaginings. Um, I talked about the lore of Star Wars last week and how I'd love some new stories. I would love some new stories in The Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got some from the movies, but I feel like in the video game space, like Dave said, it's kind of limited and lacking. And there's um, so much stuff there. There really is. Yeah. The lore is there. So I'm saying, why not develop new ideas? Right. Um, so I think that's really great. Um, I don't know much about Tripwire. I did play Maneater, yes. which was really great. Um, Tripwire is actually kind of a big deal, in my opinion. Are they? Yeah. So they put out like solid A games. Yeah, no. And honestly, I've, I've talked highly of Man Eater many times. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what this is going to mean for the future of that, but um, they seen, certainly put out DLC. They put out a PS5 version. So you would assume the game isn't doing that bad. Yeah. Um, so I'd be excited to see anything else from Tripwire in the future. Um, but I guess moreover... My idea of this acquisition and these many acquisitions is I saw an infograph. Did you get guys see the one floating around Twitter of like it had like Sony, yes. Microsoft, like 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 literally so me, so much shit is owned by such a small. Right. And, I, and I know that's everything that's especially in America, every cereal you buy, right. every, you know, th- ketchup you buy every slice of ham you know it's owned by a majority do You of- buy like single slices of ham if i could i would okay um <laughs> get on it oscar meyer um <laughs> they, but- they actually do that but yeah you know. <laughs> but no i guess that's kind of continuing to be scary as mm-hmm. as someone who does consume um i think that whenever things are spread out amongst many companies often that does provide a better experience for the consumer. And I worry when companies get too bloated yeah. um, with too many IPs, too many studios. And not that they couldn't sustain the volume, but just that they have that sort of control that, you know, not monopoly ask at all at this point, I don't think, but, you know, it it's somewhere in between for me right now. And I think right. that's not a good space to be in. Even if it's not one-stop shop, it still should be a, a vast variety. Uh, and I feel like when you have so many companies gobbling up, as you say, um, it kind of makes things a little weird.
1: I agree. I, I think the one interesting piece that I put together earlier in the week, or maybe it was late last week, we've seen Embracer like buying up all these studios that have all this old IP that they don't use. And yeah. that's like beloved IP. Yeah. And then we see them buying up, like they create a new division that's going to work on like, retro stuff and everything and they also buy limited run which that's actually big
0: too i forgot about that
1: which creates like super you know well limited run stuff literally yeah and uh, i'm just imagining like they could easily say like we're remastering this nes gem for switch and putting it out with our own vertical here yeah and it makes it really nice little business for them that they own all like they own the ip they own the developer to remake the game they own the distribution for physical copies like that's that's a solid strategy in my opinion if they do that i'm assuming they will because they'd be they don't seem stupid and that would be stupid not to do that so that's really interesting hopefully they can get some um uh, uh some talent i guess behind the uh the distribution model that limited run has because there's been a lot of issues with them getting stuff out on time lately but as far as uh, their actual products they're solid they're really cool products so i'd be yeah i i'm interested to see what comes i'm also interested to see how if they're going to be hurting because embracer is at this point employing so many freaking people that they got to have consistent hits or at least Consistent good sellers. They don't have to be
0: blockbusters. They don't have to turn the charts upside down. They literally have to, though. Or or you know, in a year and a half we're gonna be seeing Embracer lays off. Right. You know, two thousand workers. I think they need to just be able to be sustainable.
1: Yeah. Like they don't have like I said, they don't have to be making quadruple their money on every product. Right. But if they have a couple consistent things a quarter or whatever, then I think they'll be fine. But Yeah, they they own so much now that to maintain that, they're going to have to. And I'm even talking about like employees, like there's so many people now
0: employed under Embracer. So that'll be interesting to watch. It's nothing like what Ubisoft has. Yeah. 20,000 or whatever. Yeah. I just think that sometimes a wide net is not always the best. Yeah, I would agree with that. You know what I mean? So and I actually thought that about Embracer for a while because it just seemed like
1: they were buying everything. And I'm sure there was a strategy before this, but it didn't click in my head until they bought limited run, and I was like, "Oh, there might be some actual good strategy here." Yeah. So we'll see. Yeah, Who they're, knows?
0: they're definitely coming at it from a bunch of different angles. It yeah. seems so. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's move on. We went from the oldest thing in the week. Now we're going to pop into the newest thing in the week, uh, and then we'll go somewhere in between. This comes directly from IGN. It's an article about everything announced at Gamescom opening night live. And I don't really want to just read through it and talk about everything because it would take forever. But uh, Dave, initial or not initial, but first impressions on the show itself.
2: Um, The first thing that jumped out at me, um, aka the first thing I saw because I wasn't watching it live, I did end up watching the whole thing, um, was Dune Awakening. Um, Oh, yeah. I think this is a really cool sort of universe to set this kind of game in. Um, I think, you know, if you've seen the Dune movie, um, you might've had the same first reaction as me, where it's like, they're really going to set a video game on a planet that's entirely desert. Yeah. But then I sort of remembered that like, there's still like a lot of like settlements on Arrakis and there's all like these underground cities and stuff. So the more I thought about it, the more I'm like, a survival MMO could be really, really cool, and this might be the perfect setting for it. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like you play as, like, an actual Arakean sort of, um, like, guy, so you'll have, like, special powers and stuff like that, so I think that's cool. I think in the trailer he had, like, the blue eyes, which means that he's got, like, the spice sort of curse or whatever. Yeah. Um and then when I started to look into a little bit more, the developer on this game is uh, I can't remember the name of the developer, but it's the same group who did all the Conan games. And uh, I haven't played many of them. I try to play Conan Exiles, which is also a rough. yeah. It it was like, and I th- that's a popular game. Like a lot of people yeah. played it, and a lot of people still play it. But I think I played it when it came on PlayStation Plus, and it just felt like really, really jank um all we got today from the dune awakening uh announcement was a teaser trailer it was cg uh we didn't see any gameplay but it's supposed to be coming next year i think so i'm really hoping we get to see some actual gameplay soon i did sign up for the beta um so hopefully i get to play it early but i mean that that was the big 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 thing that kind of jumped off the announcements for me so yeah i'm looking forward to it but um Uh, that developer is a bit unproven for me personally. So, yeah.
1: Yeah. I I agree with you about the concept of that game. And because I like that world and I don't, I don't necessarily know that uh, there's a good game to be had there as far as that world, but the, the advantage, uh, sorry, as far as that planet, but the advantage is that they have the whole universe because that, series is incredibly diverse has a lot of different stuff a lot of different you know styles of other npcs or enemies or whatever so i think it could be fun for sure brandon overall thoughts on uh oh
0: uh it was okay um i feel like we saw a lot of interesting videos um yeah not a whole a lot, of, lot. A lot of interesting short movies. Yeah. Yeah. Which are great. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. They convey a beautiful concept most of the time. But um as we've seen time and time again, I am not a naive consumer. Um We know how these shows go. You know, when they show off something, who knows if any of that is even anywhere close. Uh, it's all pre-rendered. It is really just a movie. It's not a game until right. it's being played. Um So... A couple things were stand out to me. Um, I thought the controller was really awesome. Yeah, I think we'll talk about that separately. Okay, else. Yeah. that's okay. Um, So that was cool. We'll talk about that in a bit. High on Life looks really cool. Yes, um, I've been hyped for that game since yeah. it was announced. I love Justin Rowland. Yeah. Uh, I think he is hilarious. Rick and Morty, I talked about it last week. Yep. Um, I haven't got a chance to play much else from Squanch Games mm-hmm. um, because I think the other one they're mostly vr two, yeah i think they've mostly been vr which is great yeah. i i think i played them once or twice they're at, fun yeah but they seem good um so i think that a first person shooter which is my wheelhouse mm-hmm. in a comical setting we don't get games like that we don't get first person shooters that are you know may, maybe not serious ones but like clearly comical first person shooters is a right it's isn't is a space that doesn't have much games oh in you it don't right think Borderlands is hilarious? No, <laughs> um, but no, I thought that was really cool. That might've been one of the best things in the show for me, to be honest with you. Yep. Um, I am passingly excited about Lords of the Fallen. Um, I did tr- Ooh, Wow. Yeah. That surprises me. Well, the only reason being is because, and I have one other thing after this, and I'm more excited about the next thing than this, but I played the original Lords of the Fallen yep. and I feel like the concepts were there, but... The reason Dark Souls feels good is because the moment-to-moment, the actual gameplay is so tight and refined. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what it was missing. So if the visuals are there and the story's there, like the old Lords of the Fallen had some stuff. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't tight. And that's so crucial for that type of game to be super-duper-duper tight. It doesn't have to be exactly like Dark Souls or Elden Ring. I get that. It's different. But... Whenever you're conveying your product in such a way that it's pretty similar, you know, there's some expectations I have set. You know what I mean? Um, And to kind of piggyback off that and some of the same vibes, but I'm thinking it's going to be a little bit different and probably almost up there with high on life is um, the Liza P. Dude, that was one of my picks. Yeah, the Liza P looks fucking awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Um. Not only because you know the art style is really cool. Obviously, it's Pinocchio. That's really interesting to me. I'd love to see what's going on with Chappeto stuff like that. Um. But they were tweeting that there are like hundreds of different weapon combos, and you know that's not a lot of games have that. But to 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 be throwing that sort of information out when we're getting a lot of the information right away, I feel like is kind of a good sign. Um. So not only did we get a cool trailer. One of the few trailers that had actual game gameplay, gameplay yep. which is huge, um, yep. especially in a show that mostly didn't have gameplay, um, really stand out. Um, I guess High on Life was my. I'm excited for it because it looks fun, and The Lies of P. I'm just like genuinely, actually hyped sure. for. So yeah. um, Lords of the Fallen, we'll see. So that that's all I have to say about that because they showed zero count them one two zero gameplay for right. lords of the fallen um so that's about it man yeah honestly that those are my big ones i uh the, the lies of p thing i want to play it and i
1: know I, i'm imagining let me say this i hope it's not like me with most souls-esque games yeah because you know a lot of people fall off them because they're too hard Or they can't progress or whatever. And for me, it's like, I don't usually have any issues with that. The reason I fall off is because I get bored. And I love combat. Combat's important. But if it's just combat, I want some story too. And I know there's story in Dark Souls. Please don't scream at me, people. But... (laughs) It's just not in my, I'm too stupid to figure it out most of the time. No, Ben,
0: it's convoluted. That, it's so convoluted. That's what it is. I don't even know if they understand It's it okay. Yeah. You know, but you know, when they're word vomiting 5,000 difficult names, then you got to read right. the description on a sword. It's, you can describe it as convoluted. That's okay. Yeah. So for me,
1: that's part of the reason is like, I will stick through the gameplay, even if it's not very good, which by the way, it is very good. Right. Uh, that, I think that's one of the reasons I like Sekiro so much is because I understood what was happening. Yeah. Uh, It's certainly different than other Souls games, but that's a different story. So maybe if there's a, you know, this seems like it's going to have a bit more of a narrative to it. Yeah. That will also come along with that gameplay that, that we've, you know, come to appreciate. So we'll see. As long as it feels good and it plays well and it's interesting, I'll definitely be. Dude, it's coming Game
0: Pass day one. That's awesome. And, so is uh, High on Life. So is High on Life. Yeah. They announced that back in um, June or whatever, which I was. love. Yes. They delayed it, and I just assumed they would still put it day one, but yeah, you yeah, never know. I were. don't know. Yeah. So that's that's really interesting to me.
1: So I, I'm interested in that. And then the other game, this is not a game I imagine myself enjoying very much, but I wanted to highlight it because I thought it did something really cool. Uh, it's made by Unknown Worlds, who did Subnautica. Brandon, one of your oh, favorites. Dude, nice. um, it's called Moonbreaker. Brandon Sanderson, the author, is helping consult on it or writing it or whatever. And it's not a game. It's it's like Warhammer 40,000. And it's not really a game that looks like something I would super enjoy. I mean, if you just describe it, it checks a lot of boxes for me. But the thing about it that I found so fascinating and why I might give it a look if it's cheap enough is because, like, there's actual, as you get characters, you can actually paint them, like you can paint the actual pieces on the tabletop Warhammer game. And so to be able to actually like take your pieces and paint them in game, that just seems fun to me. Like I'm a, I'm a very simple man. I like things that are satisfying to my ape brain. Sure. And uh, that seems like one of them. So I don't know if I actually want to play that game, but I thought the fact that it included that. Was cool enough that I wanted to like shout it out a little bit. I guess. Yeah, hundred That's. I don't know any game that's that's quite like that. So. No, I don't think. I mean, you can customize pe- pieces with. Oh, absolutely. Like, you know stuff, but uh, there's a lot of crap in this showcase, though. Yeah, I felt like. Yeah, a lot of filler. Yeah. Before, and, before we move on to the filler, Dave, were there any other things, any other games you wanted to highlight or anything?
2: Uh, this isn't new, but um, the Callisto Protocol is quickly becoming. One of my most anticipated games. Yeah. And I thought what they showed off today was just another way to show how, you know, sort of very like a lot of people are looking at this game and just saying, well, it's just trying to be dead space. And it's clear that there are inspirations there, but I mean, it's the same creator. They're showing off like new ability. Like I think today he had like sort of these weird kinetic abilities where he could yeah. actually like pick up zombies mm-hmm. and like threw them into like this big blade thing and, and that <laughs> Gregory, kind of stuff yeah. so i don't know how much it's going to do new but i think this is this is going to be a true sort of next-gen experience and the more i see from it the more i want to play it i think it's going to do a really good job at balancing um action with horror and you know a little bit of stealth so um, again this is one of the few games that we actually got raw gameplay from today Mm -hmm. Um, And it just sort of cemented my excitement for Callisto Protocol. So um, that was one. The other one wasn't really a game, but I thought it's something I wanted to note um, because I feel like in the past 10 days or so, I've been seeing PC Game Pass everywhere. And we saw a lot of it in, in today's presentation. And I feel like other times we've seen presentations like this, like we see Xbox Game Pass or Day One on Game Pass. And I've just... I feel like Sony has started to make their moves in the PC space big time. And I I don't know if Microsoft's now making a push and just sort of reminding everybody how much they're trying to grow their catalog of, uh, game pass titles on PC, but it's something I noticed on social media the past couple of weeks. It's something I really noticed today. So just wanted to throw that out there, but, um, yeah, I'm with you guys. It was, it was a, a cinematic trailer show today, which isn't great, but, uh, Still enough that I think it was worth watching. Two hours is a bit long, but yeah, I mean, still some yeah. good stuff there. Still yeah. some decent stuff.
1: Dave, you, are you okay, Brandon? Yeah, i sneezing. got a sneeze attack over there. <laughs> oh, God. It's all good. It's the all right.
2: opposite of eating a chocolate.
1: Yeah. The, uh, the interesting thing about that that you're saying about PC Game Pass is a lot of people, Dave, uh, kind of shit on PC Game Pass, and it has actually been – I've been using it for, I don't know, three-ish years. And i've never had an issue with it i mean there are times when i'm like okay this app is a little laggy and stuff like that people shit on it so relentlessly and i'm like it's great and like most of the game almost all the games that are on xbox are also on pc game pass but there are also additional games on pc game pass that aren't on xbox like age of empires and stuff like that so i'm a big fan of it and i agree the marketing has definitely ramped up lately probably about six months ago is the first time I realized they were doing like a concerted push towards it and like actually having uh PC game pass showcases and stuff like that, or maybe not showcases, but like promoting it to streamers and stuff like that. So I think you're right. They definitely want to promote it more because I think there is more competition ramping up for the PC marketplace, but uh, it is super nice that like with ultimate, it's just part of the plan. Like, and most people end up getting ultimate because they want gold. So you already have it probably if you're paying, if you're at the gold level, for, or I'm sorry, if you're at the ultimate level for game pass. So right, right,
0: right. I keep forgetting about it because it was leaked early. Oh yeah. Um. You guys like Dead Island? No. Oh yeah. We didn't talk about that. Okay. I I feel like I see a lot of people talk about Dead Island. Or at least they did. Yeah. Um, they had some really good promos back in the day. Everyone praises the promos for mm-hmm. Dead Island. Um, we've talked over and over again. Dave has mentioned, I've mentioned zombie fatigue. Yep. I'm interested to see what it's like. Yeah. Um. I don't know that I'm that interested, but I just didn't know if you guys had any experience. Um, me- uh, melee-driven zombie combat is not something we have a shortage of. So. Right. Um, I played the first one the whole way through and did not like it. Really? No,
1: I didn't really care for it. Okay. And there was something else that came out around that time that was very similar. And this was at the start of the zombie, not the start, but like early in the zombie phase, the zombie phase of the industry, I guess you could the say. Height. The height of the, yeah, I don't know about the height, but definitely the beginning parts of it when Walking Dead was first out and was really huge. Right. Like that was the same time period. And... I was just not a big Dead Island fan and more so like the marketing style for this game in particular. I'm like, okay, you've how long has this game not been here and you've been talking about it and now you want to
0: show me a cute trailer and expect me to care all all of a sudden. I don't know. I'm just jaded on it. The only thing I did pull from the trailer, though, at the very end when he's walking out of the house with the katana. Yeah. He waves to a neighbor. So I wonder if that's a slight nod that this is going to be an open world multiplayer zombie experience, mm, which, fascinating. which that in and of itself
2: could entice me. Yeah, that that's I I had the exact same thought. Um, I don't know if you saw the actual gameplay they showed after the cinematic yeah. trailer. I just but, saw the cinematic. I didn't uh, even okay, know there was yeah. gameplay. And the, they interviewed the developer, and she was saying like there's six playable characters. Um, I don't recall ooh. if she said anything about co-op, but it's, you're right. Like, I mean, that's the first thing I saw. And the other thing she said, and I'm pretty sure I heard this correctly, but I thought her, she said, she alluded to something about restarting development and rebuilding from the ground up. What? This game was announced like a long time ago. Um, it's yeah. probably been in development for a long time. This iteration at least has been in active development for four years. So... I don't know what happened, but my first impression when, you know, Keeley said like, Oh, you, this is the game you've all been waiting for. And it's dead Island 2. And it's like the time has passed and I kind of reacted the same way I did when, when, uh, Dave's gone was announced. Like yeah. it was like the motorcycle thing is cool, but like a lot of people just spent hours and hours and hours in dying light too. do, to, do, to, now it's not a great time for this game, is right. is, is my opinion on it. So, right, right. looked cool, looked interesting. Also, LA is on an island, so the the name is kind of weird. But uh, right, right, it's to, to here some, people. There. <laughs> <laughs> some
0: people. Oh, also, before I forget, I keep this is sidestep the whole fucking conversation. Did you guys see that that Iron Man man game? I wanted to bring it up before we started the show. The one that got completely scrapped, they were working on for like two years. Yeah, I saw. I wanted to talk about that at some point, but I don't have the article. I don't know if you guys knew anything else about it, but I feel like it really sucks if you're developing such a legendary, uh, you know, property like Iron Man. And then for two years. Just think about how bad it has to be to throw that money away on a property like that. Seriously. Um, Who was doing it? Do you remember? Oh, God. It was someone I was surprised was doing it. Okay. Anyway, go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I don't I would have been interested in an Iron Man game, but everything every time that I've ever seen a video game try to do Iron Man well or try to do Iron Man, it's not turned out very well. And the character is it's almost like playing as Superman. It's like, well, if this character is true to the character or if this game is true to the character, the game is not going to be very fun because I'm going to be able to destroy everything. So they have to like find ways to hamper them. And I feel like that's the same with Iron Man. Not that Iron Man's anything like Superman, but... Dude, it's
0: Avalanche. Was it Avalanche? It's Avalanche, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, that's kind of crazy. Yeah. Dude, I I mean, they're just cuz, right? Um, I swear... I don't... I don't remember. Yeah, I'm pretty sure... Dude, they have the suit mechanics and everything, and it's open world. So I feel like... I'm not saying it could have been good, but I really wonder what happened. Apparently it wasn't good. So. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right there. Just like KOTOR. On to the next studio. Yeah. Man, that's that's a whole saga right there.
2: Yeah, uh, so... Go ahead. Just, just before we move on from um, news that broke today, or sort of... This was something that wasn't announced at uh, Opening Night Live, but it was announced separately. Uh new game called The Last Descendant. Um, oh, yeah. Which is... It was, op- it was developed under a code name for a long time. It was actually announced quite a while ago, but it was announced today. They showed what I think was the first gameplay in like a three and a half minute long trailer that looked really, really, really good. Um, it's like a third person, four or six player co-op uh, action game. Kind of got like Destiny and like the good part of Anthem vibes from it and a little bit of like fantastical fantasy kind of stuff so that was one that looked really really cool i just kind of caught it on twitter because evolve pr retweeted it. i assume they're working on the game so that's another one you probably haven't heard of it um but it's definitely worth checking out because of all the trailers we saw today that were new this was the best one i saw so the last descendant uh open beta this fall so nice cool
1: Speaking of Destiny, not that we really were, but you just mentioned it. So that's a good segue. Uh, there was also a Destiny showcase today. And Brandon, you know, seem to know a lot more about this than I did, because I oh, got uh, the highlights. No, I.
0: And I, we know how much you love Destiny yeah. and how you play it all the time now. Right. No, I, um, I unfortunately didn't get a chance to watch the trailer yet, but I know there's no story stuff coming. Yeah. Um, I was actually talking to my father-in-law about that. He's like a bigger destiny fan that I ever could be. Yeah. Um, it's in crazy, it's crazy how much he plays, but, um, no, this is really good. I feel like we're going to start to see what Bungie is going to do with the series, um, going forward to kind of see how they're going to adapt and overcome, mm-hmm. um, the, seasons recently the witch queen that's all been a pretty big success the fans have been pretty happy yeah um and you know we're getting into year five and six plans are on these marquee cards so it's kind of crazy how late um and how strong they're trying to get this to go um but i feel like there were a couple good points um putting a roadmap out is obviously always good uh, especially if you intend to stick to it and i feel like if you put a roadmap up you probably probably pretty well want to stick to that (laughs) so that's a good sign Um, that's a very good sign in my opinion Um, and they also announced something that was more meaningful than anything else they announced was that they were not sunsetting things anymore essentially taking out old content Right. Um, which I think is fantastic Um, because you know everybody's favorite content is something different Um, and getting rid of it is just not good for anybody. Yeah. Um, you know, I know they got to try and mitigate file size and stuff like that, but I don't know. I feel like if some of the old stuff never would have left, Destiny 2 or Destiny 1, maybe I wouldn't have left so quick. Yeah. Um, because it can be hard to just pick up and do something new every season. That's my main complaint with the game itself, but if they found a way to keep the old content, maybe I would have played the old content enough that I would have been then interested in the new content. So right. really cool. Um, I love that series. I've talked shit about it many times, but I... Most I've, of the time in the series, we talk, we talk shit about the most are the ones we love. Are the ones we love, Except right? Except for Life is Strange. Yeah, yeah. I mean, i put so many... <laughs> <laughs> right. I've I put so many hours, I feel like I can talk about it in this way. Absolutely. Um, and, you know, someone who's playing right now probably has in, infinitely more knowledge of the game than I do at this point because it's changed so much. Sure. But, um, it's a good series and I'm excited they're continuing to support it because the fan base is there. I feel like the Destiny fan base is actually pretty pretty large and strong. Yeah. Um, so there that was, was
1: there was something there were a couple of things that you mentioned before the show. Um some some details. One was particularly about a crossover that you're excited about. Oh, absolutely. About.
0: Absolutely. I put it in the Discord, but um there's another Fall Guys uh, crossover which they had one before which was fine. We, we love Fall Guys. It's fun for a round or two, but the big one is Fortnite. We've been talking a lot about Fortnite, and we're getting a Destiny-Fortnite crossover on both sides. Um, the image for the Destiny armor was leaked early. Um, it has some of the first couple seasons Fortnite armors reimagined as Destiny armor, mm-hmm. and it's actually really fucking cool. <laughs> I said on the Discord, I'm not going to re-download Destiny no matter what, and I won't, but... If I was in Destiny and I got those armors, I would be elated. Um, So even moreover, I guess, because I'm still currently playing Fortnite, I'm really glad to see some love on the other side as well. Um, You know, with Ikora and Zavala and uh, the Exo Stranger. So I would have loved to have seen different characters, if I'm going to be completely honest with you. I feel like they are just... The ones I expected aside from Cade. I was expecting Cade over the Exo Stranger, but that's okay. They're still fun, and you get back bling and you get a little ghost. So I'm really excited tonight when this drops. Uh, so it's going to be Tuesday, of the night we're recording at 8 p.m. Uh, you can get the stuff in Fortnite. So I'll be looking forward to uh, running around fucking people up. <laughs> right. Um, so literally, Kamehamehaeing um, as of all, uh, will be acceptable. <laughs> yeah. Um I can literally kamajahah Darth Vader uh, as Kratos is shooting me, and uh, you know Nathan Drake is uh, on my ass using a, a grapple glove. A grapple glove, yeah. yeah. So, and Thanos is snapping, emoting behind me. Yeah. Uh, but um, you know, we could talk about crossover all day. But um, yeah, it's really cool. I love, I love this. Um, anyone who scoffs at this. Is wrong. Crossovers are great. Everybody wins. Yeah. Um, and it's fun to play as other characters in other games. It's okay. Yes. Just 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 enjoy it. Because it's fun. That's what it is. I said this uh
1: in a discord. I don't think it was the handsome fan of discord. I said it recently, and I've said it many times before, that despite all the bullshit that surrounds Fortnite, it is still technically and I mean that in a literal sense, like on a technical level, one of the best shooters to ever exist. In my Oh, opinion. absolutely. The movement is, is great. The shooting is awesome. I know some people don't like the bloom. I personally think it, it enhances the experience. If you, once you get used to it, even though I don't like it, um, it's just such a solid game and it has so few bugs in it at this point that it's, I don't know. I'm just constantly impressed by it. Even during the couple of years where I wasn't playing it because I was burnt out and didn't want to build things anymore. I still was like watching it in awe. Yeah. You know, despite the cringiness, despite the um, Darth Vader dancing to, yeah. to doing TikTok Lil dances. Kim. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, exactly. So Lil Kim. God damn. That was a day. I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Dave, as someone who's not a Destiny or a Fortnite player, are you interested? Does this does the crossover between the two give you any interest in in picking one of them up?
2: Um, so I do play Destiny. I pop in oh, every now and then. Um, in fact, I actually watch people stream Destiny every I, single day. I knew um, you did that, yeah. <laughs> if, um, so yeah, and the most surprising thing is the Fortnite thing just because and this is this is perfect timing because Uh, Just last week, I was hanging out at home, just relaxing, and I put Twitch on my TV, and I looked at the people I follow, and I didn't want to watch anything they were playing except this one guy was playing Fortnite, and I watched somebody stream Fortnite for, I think, the first time ever, and I watched it for about an hour and a half, and... He was doing all the Dragon Ball Z stuff and I was, and I even talked about it in the discord cause I felt like an educated person now. Yeah. I, could, I, I, you know, I watched it this past weekend. I'm hanging out with my nephews. This is my, my, my wife's uh, nephews just, just to avoid any confusion. Uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. And they were, <laughs> they were playing Fortnite and I sat there and watched them play Fortnite for an hour. It was awesome. It was the coolest thing ever. Um, And and me, like, I'm not a Dragon Ball Z guy, but I was still fascinated watching them play. So me actually being a Destiny player, this actually does make me want to pick this up. So to answer your question, absolutely, yes. I do want to get back or sorry, get into Fortnite. And, you know, sometimes these crossovers work this way where, you know, you've got fans of one thing. And you know it might work the other way where there's Fortnite people who've never played Destiny, and now they see the Destiny people and they go pick it up because they're both free. So, yeah. yeah, I mean this is cool. As you said, Brandon, it everybody wins, everybody wins. Well, so, Dave,
0: I mean we'll you, play. You got to roll with the squad, now. dude. We will play. Honestly, we we will by you.
2: Now that there's no builds that like I have. Th- the biggest reason I didn't play Fortnite in the past was because of the building. It just, right. it was too much. I just thought it was silly. But now that there's no an build, and I would argue based on me being on the periphery, I would argue that no build seems to be more popular now than the the default building mode, it, it gives me that incentive to kind of jump in. Cause it's not that barrier anymore, ligu- right, literally yeah. or figuratively. So yeah, yeah now uh, you
1: have to be good at shooting and moving instead of also building.
0: Exactly. Yeah. The skill, go. the skill ceiling is cut in half, like literally mm-hmm. uh, building is like movement and shooting all together. That's how difficult that shit is. But yeah. um, the crossover is dope. I actually, right before the show started, I saw in a cave somewhere in destiny is a broken down battle bus. Really, And I just love the idea of walking around in Destiny and the bus that you've seen your character in Fortnite jump out of for literally years is broken down in a cave (laughs) somewhere in Destiny. I just think it's the funniest shit. And once again, I'm going to double down. It's awesome. So, you know, I thought it was cool even before I knew anything was coming to Fortnite at all. Um, I would have been just as pleased to see Destiny get some love, um, even if it's not me giving it. Uh, but, uh, yeah, this is great. This yeah, is really good. I agree.
1: I don't know. We have, I mean, there's other, a couple little news things we could talk about, but I don't know if any of them are terribly interesting. Dave, so you much. kind of wanted to talk about the, um. What was that?
2: What'd you say? I want to talk about the controller is what I want to talk about. I'm oh, curious yeah. to see how you okay. vi- feel about this. Cause this is the other big, you know, announcement thing. We, I don't know if anyone's expecting to see hardware today, but we, we go got ahead. a hardware announcement.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So let's, let's kick that off because I, as someone who, if I need a controller, if I need more buttons, it's probably a game I'm going to be playing on PC, but you guys are both primarily controller players i should say pc with a mouse and keyboard because of course you can play with a controller on pc but i don't typically but you guys are both more controller players so i want to hear what you guys think about it uh from that perspective of playing like you know some hardcore games on controller dave let's start with you
2: i am not the target market for this i've i've seen these controllers before obviously this is going to be a competitor for the elite controller which has been in the market for quite a while um And I play first person shooters. I Mm -hmm. play them somewhat competitively, but when I, when I, when I lose a match or, or, get killed or, or lose a gunfight, I don't often think that it's because of, you know, my stick sensitivity or my, you know, all the trigger stuff, anything. I just think I'm shitty at the game. Right. So I've, I've never been one to say, you know, I need to go shell out this extra money for this sort of thing. Um, And building on that, I saw this controller today and I saw the way all the bits sort of pop off the thing and you can replace this with that and, and all that kind of stuff. And I just, it seems like a lot could go wrong with this controller. (laughs) Like I don't, I don't want a car where I can just kind of replace the roof by like taking a couple clips off and like putting a new one on that's like red or carbon fiber or something weird like that. Because, you know, at some point that joint's going to fail and that's going to come flying off. So So you're not a Jeep fan. I and it looks cheap. Like they kind of just yeah. took you know the dual sense and they and they they put some like there's cheap plastic around here and it's sort of like glossy and I I guess they've done that because now everything needs to come out and stuff and yeah I I just I've never really understood and and the buttons on the back and and all that kind of it's just it's a bit too much for me but when I saw this I thought of my good buddy Brandon because I know he's a big as he said FPS man sure so. I, I, I need to hear your thoughts on this, Brandon. I, re, I really also to really big ASS,
0: man. That, <laughs> if you didn't know that. <laughs> you are speaking my language. <laughs> um, counterpoint to you, Dave. Uh, when you die in a video game, you don't really think it's the buttons or anything like that. You just think you're garbage. But what I'll say to that is merely weeks ago, we had a discussion about the button configuration of Cuphead. And what did that do for you?
2: Yeah, but that didn't have anything to do with sensitive. That was just a layout no, no, thing. No, no, and, and
0: no, no, but wait, though. So let's say, for instance, your jump or slide button were on a button that was much more accessible to your fingers. Do you think in any way that that could, not not that it would, but that it could help
2: you much like Cuphead helped is, you? Is this the second time in as many weeks that my brain is going to be broken by one <laughs> of you two? <laughs> All I'm saying
0: is that... I agree with you, Dave. I feel like it's it's a nominal difference. I feel like this is steps above what we had before. On PS4, we had the janky peripheral, which I would say that was janky. Whenever you could slap it on the bottom of your controller and it was just a piece of plastic, that's janky. But me. it did work. It worked. I'm not saying it didn't work. Yeah. Um, but Mad Cat's controllers work. So, True. you know, <laughs> that's not saying a whole lot, but I don't necessarily think it looked cheap. I'm willing to hear it out is what I'm trying to say. Um, I'm hoping it won't have problems like the, the Elite controller has. I guess people have problems with that sometimes. It is the direct competitor, yeah. which is completely fine. So I'm expecting to pay between 150 and $180, which kind of hurts me a little bit. If I ever trade in a controller, I think that would be the time to upgrade. Right. I don't see myself going out and just buying it outright, though. I think I would prefer trading something in like like I already have value in some way. I'm just trading it back. I won't be getting a third controller. But depending on how this next Call of Duty shakes out might actually directly depend on whether or not I receive this controller for myself or not. Um, so I think this is great. I feel like they've probably been working on this for a while. I wouldn't be surprised if they had something very similar mocked up for the PS4, but the next gen turned over and here we are. Um, I'm hoping the build is as strong as the original PS5 controller because I feel like that is just high quality. I love the PS5 controller. That, um,
2: th- that sorry, I just, that attachment that you alluded to I, and Ben and Dustin, you, I think you guys actually made a video on that thing. Yeah, ben, ben has it, yeah. That yeah. was officially licensed by Sony. Yes. But yeah. I suspect, and that was launched for the PS4, I suspect that was a bit of a test for them. I think and, it was, yeah. And that, that tells me that they sold enough of those things that they said, okay, we're going to invest in this actual full-on um, sort of PlayStation Elite controller, whatever they're calling it now. So, you well, know, well, if enough... The Don't investment worry, the investment in that little attachment wasn't big, but I mean, you know, I, I I assume Microsoft has sold a boatload of elite controllers. They've seen that. They've seen that their own customers like the attachment. So this thing's gonna sell. Um, there's a market out there for it. Cool.
0: Well, and when you see Scuff, an entire company... That's what I was just going to say. Literally, whole companies are making the money instead of Sony. And they're like, I want a piece of that pie. Of course. You know what I mean? How many streamers have Scuff? You know, Nick Marks talks endlessly about Scuff. He probably has a deal. But still, I mean, like money is being made and it wouldn't make sense if money is being made with something similar to a PS5 controller for Sony to then not release their own PS5 controller. The thing I think about is like how many times... OK, I'm going to go to
1: a, to a Microsoft property here, but like how many times in Halo have you been shooting somebody only to realize that you're out of ammo, you got to reload and you're just going to throw a grenade instead? Well, in order to throw that grenade, you got to take your finger off that button and put it on a different button. And instead of that, you could just press the button on the back of your controller without moving your hand and still have the mobility like there are advantages. And if you're somebody who that's what you play all the time and you're using a controller and you want to be good or really good it can enhance that especially like back to when whenever the whenever fortnite was first huge the first time around it was huge and i remember watching nick marks and he was using the scuff controllers and he would talk about like if you're playing fortnite you gotta have a scuff controller of course he was selling them too but like you know he taps a button on the back he switches to building mode and he's he's building all of a sudden right instead of like having to move your fingers and that like that alone is good, but also this thing is supposed to have like, you know, detachable um, or re- interchangeable uh, sticks, joysticks, and stuff like that. So like, there probably is some and, and adjustable well, triggers. Well, dude,
0: braided cable—that's really cable. awesome. Yeah, yeah. The adjustable triggers. Let's not let's not glaze over that yep. because in a game like Call of Duty and a game like Fortnite, semi-automatic weapons—the way they fire will directly be will directly be affected. Yeah. By your trigger rate. Like, like I'm not saying it's, it's an unfair advantage, but I'm saying like there's very real benefits yeah. to not moving hands and I'm not trying, I'm sorry, Dave, I'm not trying to flame you, dude, but I don't get it.
2: That's fine. I just, I, I can't wait to see how you, one of you two gaslight me next week. So uh, Dave, it's not like that, buddy. I, ju- <laughs> I just, I just want you to have the back buttons, man. That's all I want. <laughs>
0: yeah it's um dude you could you could do power washer simulator and like the back buttons can switch between your nozzles that's true um the the funny (laughs) thing
1: is dave i'm actually kind of with you as far as that goes as far as for me as a consumer because for me there's not a lot of purpose there for the games i play but i think if i was playing fps's on my console like you know whatever if there's an exclusive fps i'd play it there but there aren't any right now so
0: let's be honest that's the market though I mean, honestly, market, yeah. I think a lot of the market is games like Call of Duty and yeah. Fortnite, to be honest yeah. with you. So.
1: But, so for me right now, there probably isn't a lot of reason for me to get one because I don't have the use case for it. But I do think that if you're someone who is going to play fairly consistently, like I think professionals, like people who want to be pros at the game, it's going to be good. And then people who are like Brandon, who plays a lot of them. Yeah. Not even that you're playing on like in a competitive scene just that you play a lot of them like to enhance your skills. So I think there is a market. It's certainly not for everyone. Yeah. And that's why it's going to be almost $200 probably.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, that's the other thing is that it's not priced for everyone either. So. Right. Right.
2: For me personally, I think my next big hardware investment would be a wheel so I can play Gran Turismo properly. Oh, and dude. that's, you know, three, 400 Canadian dollars. So a lot of right. people look at that and say, that's a silly investment, but you know, I see value in that. So sure, to each yeah. their own, to each their own
1: uh we don't need to go into it extensively i just wanted to briefly mention that playstation revealed through a weird instagram post or something that psvr is coming out early next year we don't psvr 2 we don't know when we kind of already knew this from leaks and stuff but i just thought if anybody you don't have to but if anybody has any additional thoughts there feel free to mention them q1 q1 is that when it's coming out and they said early next year okay so I'm assuming that means one or two, probably. either through
0: Q1 or the first half of Q2. Yeah. So no, we'll new, no new thoughts. I mean, it was some cool promo photos, but it's yeah. stuff we've already seen. So I just I have a PSVR that I played a lot, but fell
1: off of pretty early on. And after I got it and, you know, picked it up occasionally here and there, but. Once I tore it down and had to reset it up a different time, it was like, okay, well, maybe I'll get back to this. And now I have an Oculus uh, Quest two, and I like it. I pick it up probably once a month, play it for a couple hours, forget about it for a month. Yeah. So I don't know if this is something I w- like. I want it. I want to have it because it's new and shiny, right? And I like new and shiny things that cost too much money and are unsensible. But I don't know if uh, it's something I'll actually buy. So,
0: Dave.
2: What have you been playing? Uh, I have been... I, I've started my journey into the world of Devil May Cry. So, oh, shit, so, yes. Yeah, yeah. I, I took the plunge. I was, I was waiting for a sale on PSN, and I found one, uh, but it wasn't on the PSN. Uh, all three original games were on for half price on uh, the eShop. So I purchased Devil May Cry 1. Just to see how I am enjoying the series uh, for half price on uh, Dustin Furman's favorite console, the Nintendo Switch, the original. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's it's been interesting. This is a 21 a year old game that I'm playing. God uh, damn. This launched on the PlayStation 2, and I'm not playing the HD version. This is just the straight port, and we know how great the Switch is for ports. How does it look? Uh, it looks like Resident old. Evil 2. Um, I I wasn't, I've seen the HD remakes and sorry, they're not remakes. They're just, you know, slight HD polish and there's not much difference, but um, yeah, it's, it's interesting going back this far in time and playing a game like this. First of all, I'm really enjoying the game. I think what I wanted out of the series in terms of um, the style you get out of the combat, the really cool music, the cheesy dialogue, um, and all that stuff. Like I'm getting that out of it. Um, this game started out in life as resident evil four, and you can really, really see it. Um, and it's, it's just really cool. Um, I, I, I am seeing sort of how much our hands are held now as gamers, um, compared to 20 years ago, um when 3d games were sort of in their infancy it doesn't have like the fixed camera with the pre-rendered backgrounds that resident evil 1 and 2 did it's sort of like the evolution of that where like the camera is mostly fixed but it does sort of follow you through some environments and the environments aren't pre-rendered but they're actually 3d modeled but there are still tons and tons of limitations it's really hard to deal with Um, when you get a new ability Um, a lot of times the game doesn't tell you and you just kind of have to go into a menu and like find the information for yourself. Whereas in like a modern game, if you get a new ability, you pick up that ability and then the next 10 minutes are like a pseudo tutorial for you to learn that ability. So it's little things like that, that it's, there's been an adjustment. I have used a guide here and there just to kind of help me through, but uh, I'm really enjoying it. I'm really looking forward to progressing through the series and getting to the modern day stuff um, you know, DMC the reboot, Devil May Cry Five, the latest one. I can't DMC wait to play 5. that. I'm so excited for you to play yeah. that. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm really liking it so far. These games are short too, which is good. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's been fun for me. The Switch is perfect for this because I can sit there and play it handheld, and I'm not missing a whole lot having these ugly 20 year old graphics and 3D environments on a big screen. So yeah, I'm really, I'm really liking Devil May Cry. I'm looking forward to getting through the entire series. It's uh, it's been fun so far. So yeah. I've made an ask. you: Are you going to
1: play Hogwarts Legacy on your switch?
2: <sighs> no, no, that's that's a PlayStation five game for me, my guy. That's, okay, yeah. Just check it. I'm just curious. Thanks for
1: no, asking. No, I think that I think those are the kinds of games though, that you can play on the switch and be fine with like yeah. they're the, old games. The, the small gonna, screen's
2: perfect. Yeah. The, yeah. Like I love Dark Darksiders, uh, 1 2 and Genesis I, were great on those. Genesis is such a perfect game for the Switch. Mm-hmm. Um so so yeah, I think if it, they're often cheap on the eShop, so if you're looking for an old game to go and revisit, even just for a couple hours, um I would recommend checking it out on the Switch. So don't don't listen to Dustin. It's it's a good console. It's fun. Yeah.
0: Brandon, you're up.
2: And um, I think
1: ours are
0: going to be kind of tied together, but yeah, yeah, probably. I'm going to mention a couple of things that you probably want, so I can piggyback yeah. off you a little bit, but still playing the Artful Escape. Um, I'm I'm slow burn on this one. Gorgeous game. I'm just going to put that out there. I don't love every aspect of it, but when this game's fun, it's pretty damn fun, and the visuals are just literally out of this world. Um, so good. I always I always props to Burna but. Very, very solid. I've taken a couple screenshots already. And in a game like this, I probably typically wouldn't do that. Um, so really, really cool. Um, in addition to that, um, playing a game I, I, I've i been talking about, I've had it recommended over and over and over again to me. And my first in the series. Oh. Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh, right, right. So um, I thought it suggested to me, Many times, as I said, and it seems right in my tool house. I've always shied away from Final Fantasy. Um, I played the one with Noctis. What's that? Fif- 15? I don't know. I think it's 15.
1: I, I, I know the the first eight. Right. Nine pretty well.
0: And the remake. I think it's Final Fantasy 15. I made it through the first act. I rented it. Um, I enjoyed the time I had with it, but it didn't stick with me. Yeah. This is an old game. I'm not gonna beat a dead horse. Final Fantasy VII remake. I've I've really really enjoyed the time I've had with it. Um, the PS5 version is immaculate. Yeah. Um. It looks like it's never been an old game. Yeah. Uh, and the combat is fantastic. I'm not doing the turn based. Um. That might be for some people. It's not for me. Yeah. Uh, the action and the way they do combat. I would love to see more games because it it is a little bit in between action. And turn. It's like I've never played anything quite like this. Not exactly. Um, and the visuals are just insane. Um, I can't say that enough. So, really, really enjoying the story. The voice acting's there. The visuals are there. Um, and the story has just been fun from the start. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more of that. I actually. I don't think I'm going to do the plat because it's kind of grindy. I think you have to play it twice, but... Yeah, um, I think that's right. I
1: think I remember hearing that.
0: I genuinely think this might be the only Final Fantasy I am going to play until uh-huh. the second half of the remake comes out. Um, unless anybody in Discord has a suggestion, um, you've kind of heard what I've liked before, and maybe remake. me liking Remake is a surprise to you, but... I, I wouldn't be against trying other Final Fantasies. I just know 15 didn't really mesh with me too well. So, No, 7 Remake and the original 7 and 15
1: are very different games, in my opinion.
0: Well, they're all kind of different from what they, I understand. They are all different. Yeah. Isn't that kind of the whole shtick? That's, so. It wasn't meant to be a shtick, but it's kind of the shtick now. Yeah, yeah. so really awesome in general. Um, like I said, I'm excited for part two and I haven't even finished part one. I just um, don't. Brandon, please don't try Final Fantasy
1: 14. I don't know much about it (laughs) other than that. Like either people love it or they hate it. Yeah. But I know your personality. And if you end up liking it, you'll play that game the rest of your life. (laughs) And here's the problem. You try to save me ahead of time. I'm trying to save myself because I know if you play it, I'm going to play it with
0: you. (laughs) Damn, dude. I might just have to play it now. No, damn. But no, that's really all I've been playing. Um, Ben's going to mention some of the other things we've been playing together a little bit. So I'll just kind of go off that, I guess. Yeah, I really just there's three things I've been playing
1: this week. I think I've only played three games except for streaming Sea of Thieves outside of that. But uh, the first is Like a Dragon. I, this is, I think, week three of me playing it. And I haven't been playing this game a ton, but I hit pretty much right after the show last week, I went somewhere and I hit the first like wall where you got to have a certain amount of stuff before you can progress. I was like, all right, it's a little bit of grinding. I have most of it already. So I went and I like grinded a little bit just locally in that area until I got what I needed. And then I proceeded to spend the next, and I could have progressed. And then I spent the next three hours just grinding mobs. I was just literally just running around, getting my level up, right, beating these mobs, not because I had to, but because I wanted
0: to. It, and I don't know why. Isn't that game mostly cutscenes? No, it's turn-based. Okay, there's a lot of cutscenes. I was gonna game say the, towards the beginning, don't you just like y- yeah? You the, could sit for like an hour. The and very beginning, pick up the controller like once. Definitely a lot
1: of cutscenes. And I don't mind that because the story is so wacky that yeah, you know, no. it's fine.
0: Kevin's actually playing it now, so I've, oh, been, okay. I've been hearing him talk about it, and some of the things he's told me about yeah. the game are so, so funny. Yeah, so it's it's good. I like it, and I'm
1: I really I mean I love turn based stuff if it's per, if it's done well, and this is done really well, and the uh, everything feels good. The once you figure out what all the buttons do, you can pretty much zip through a battle in seconds. And, you know, a lot of times you go without even getting hit. And that's really nice once you figure out the right attacks for the different kinds of mobs. So uh, I pretty much just played that for like four or five hours this week and basically only grinded. But I liked it, even though I don't normally like grindy stuff. And then uh, the other two things that Brandon and I and some other friends here and there, depending on the week, which friends get in with us, have been playing uh, are Fortnite and Minecraft. And Fortnite we talked a lot about, but I just want to re uh emphasize that the the new limited time stuff for the dragon ball event are a lot of fun the the nimbus cloud with the instant redeploy or not instant redeploy but the um the redeploy that you can use over and over and yeah over.
0: exactly and unlimited mostly. redeploy I yeah guess.
1: that's a lot of fun and it's nice because everyone can have it if they have the gold or they find it on the map so that's a lot of fun um i'm just having a lot of fun with fortnite i love it I will probably get tired of it in a couple months and quit for two years
0: again. But I, I don't know that we'd be going as hard if there was something else. And true. I don't want to take that away from Fortnite because right. it's been good. And it, it, we've talked how good it is, but I think the lack of shooter, yeah. good, good shooter, you know, fuck Warzone at this point, right. You know, has really kind of helped cement Fortnite, at least right now for us. Right. So, it, dude in Minecraft. Well, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. Minecraft is, um, I've been playing Minecraft
1: off and on for 12 years at this point or more (laughs) a long time and i just continue to be impressed with it like i said last week but the the i wanted to instead of just saying i've been playing more minecraft talk about a couple things that i found that were new uh to me at least i think the a recent update added the um dripstone blocks and there's a way with dripstone blocks that you can create like a constant lava farm and just farm lava and that way you have it for whatever. You can use it to, to automate, dude. Some, yeah. yeah, you can automate stuff. You can use it to uh, smelt things. You can use it to cook food, whatever. And that's been really fun to figure out how that works. And I, I like, found out that it existed and then tried to figure it out myself. instead Because I don't like just looking up a guide. I like seeing that there is a concept and then figuring out what that concept needs from me to be able to do it. So that's been a lot of fun, that discovery. And then the second thing, I just found this out last night and I started trying to do a little bit today while I was watching the press conference because I didn't care about the press conference or the (laughs) ONL that much. It's kind of weak. And uh, is that you can basically create an iron, uh, a constant iron source. It's like an iron farm. An iron farm, yeah. And basically it requires like going and getting some villagers, trapping them, (laughs) making them reproduce, and... uh, Spawning their protector. Spawning a, a golem that then you put lava into the golem's place and he dies and gives iron and it seems really stupid and yeah. it kind of is yeah. but i wanted to do it just because like it's cool to me to see these different mechanics that weren't they, they might have been in the game like the last time i played but i didn't know about them right so i didn't try them but now that i know about them it's a lot of fun like experimenting with them and figuring out how different systems work and everything the problem is as i was doing this I figured out how to get the other villagers back to my village, but then I didn't have time to do what I wanted to do with them. So basically at this point, all
0: I've done is accidentally make slaves. Oh. <laughs> Jesus, man, I'm going to go back into our realm server and it's just going to be debaucherous right past the sugarcane, I know what I'm going to find.
1: Yeah, it's um, <laughs> well, one of them is by the sugarcane. He's in the, he's in the place where he needs to be. The other one is where he needs to be. Jesus. Well, the other one escaped <laughs> and got mad at me because I accidentally hit him when I was trying to, to destroy the minecart I trapped him in. And he ran over and he's really fascinated with looking at the lava, the farm oh my for some reason. So I put him back in a minecart so he couldn't get away. So that's where he'll be if you log Fantastic. back
0: in. Dude, you know what's funny also about the coding of those villagers is I don't think they're supposed to really go outside the village. They're not. They so, actually change clothes when they leave the village. I was going to say, so I'm pretty sure you probably not broke it, obviously, but like I don't think they're going to know what to do them themselves. So.
1: Yeah, they they seem to be wanting to go somewhere else. But they're they've driving- also now become traders. Oh, my God. Like traders, not traders. Oh, oh okay. Not like Star Wars. Tr- Trader. Right. Exactly. <laughs> uh, and now, like, yeah. So they, they like, change their clothes and everything. When I, I put them in a... We already had, like, a mind track built there so i put them in mine carts and sent them back to our village on a train this is
0: uh this the, is getting worse and worse this actually is, yeah yeah stop stop while you're ahead so on this. now
1: the next goal is to get them uh in their home that i've built for them and get them to reproduce so that we can spot a golem and sure. then get iron so naturally um i accidentally
0: enslaved characters in minecraft hey listen all they say is huh. hmm so they, they can't be that happy or they'd be saying something else that's, that's what i'm saying yeah so
1: so anyway, um that's been my adventure gaming, yeah. That's about it. I think that's all we got. Boys, thanks for joining me. Appreciate it. Or I guess I joined you. Yeah, we joined oh, each other. We joined each other in a way. In a way, we really <laughs> in the, in the end, the, the friends are something. Quote. If you build it, they will come. Don't forget we have the Discord server, handsomfantom.com slash Discord. You can join up there. If you're part of the Patreon and you want to join the Discord, uh, you can connect your Patreon to Discord. That's uh, one way to get in really easily. And then uh, don't forget the Patreon. As little as a dollar a month, you can support us, get ad-free early access. We really appreciate your support over there as well. And other than that, we will see you next week for hopefully some banging news. There's got to be something coming.
0: Some. Something. Something. It's, it's getting to be that time of the year. It really we is. We need some juice. Some some juice?
1: some juice some some glizzies that's right glizzies (laughs) damn alright goodbye the HP podcast is made possible by our patrons over at patreon.com slash handsome phantom the following patrons are at the $5 or above level and we appreciate their support wormhat Toby Ryland Charles Peterson Edward Walton Josh Cummings Jared Poot Boots Passive Pixels Edwin Castillo Maurice Bays, h Brian, Nuke Dukem, and Derek O.